the most? Where do you place it? And what do you value the most? And see, when we read that scripture, it says, do not treasure or put your treasure in places where thieves can come in to steal. So sometimes we can put our treasure in people that can take things from, from us. And a lot of us have been hurt because of that. We treasure the person so much or we place so much value. And in some cases, we're supposed to be giving like that, right? Unconditional, um, limitless, vulnerable. The problem is, if it's with the wrong person, then they can take that from us or they don't value or they can misuse it and misuse us. So, and, and of course, I want you to pay attention to, of course, the, the thing is God. That's the overarching thing is God is who we should treasure the most. But I'm going to get to that in a moment. Or even treasure things, material things that are temporal. The scripture has said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust can destroy so these things are temporal so we shouldn't value these things or places or people the most because they can come and go right they can be destroyed they can be taken away from us are material things more important than our relationship with god are our material things more important than our relationship with god so what I want you to get here, beloved, is that it's okay to have certain material things and treasure people or love people, but it has to be the right relationship. There's a right way of doing things. That's what righteousness is, the right way of doing things, things that are pleasing to God. So God should be precedent, should be first. So it's, the, it's like money. Money is not the root to all evil. It is the love of money that is the root to all evil because we shouldn't love it as if we worship it. That's idolatry. So you put so much value on money more than you put on God. Yes, the scripture talked about how money answers all things, but it's not talking about money is the answer to all things. And in a certain context, when you read that scripture in Ecclesiastes, it's referring to, um, I believe it was food. I should have pulled out that scripture. If, if it's referring to what of that particular scripture was talking about how in that incident, money answers all things, but not that money is the answer to all things. Yes, there are some material things that you can't even have unless you have money. Good example of what we value the most. You may be able to buy you a wonderful, comfortable bed, but money can't buy you sleep. Money can't buy you joy. It may be able however to buy you some happiness because happiness is based on things that are happening so yes maybe if you have enough money you'll be able to pay your bills and live a little more comfortable that make you feel happy so i, I do argue when people say money doesn't bring you no it can't make you stay happy or have that joy continuously but situationally Money may be able to bring some happiness to your life, but it can't make you happy on the inside. It cannot give you joy. So therefore, you can't put all of your treasure into money, material, or things, or even people. Because this temporal. It's not lasting always. You need something that is more deeply rooted. Something that gives you a flowing of life, of joy. And that nobody can do that but God.
Nothing or no one can bring you continuous or put you in a state of joy and peace and contentment but God. So your treasure should be in the things of God. Your treasure needs to be God. Hallelujah, somebody. That's where your treasure should be. So ask yourself again, these these are like existential questions as well. What do you value the most? What do you treasure the most? What do you love the most? And are material things more valuable than your relationship with God? And if you don't have a relationship with God, I pray that you get one. And that's just receiving him and acknowledging him. So now we're talking about stewardship. When I said the right relationship with things and the right relationship with people, that is practicing good stewardship when you put God first and you are mindful of the things of God before anything else. So these things that we value, we value should not be dominant or they should not govern our lives. Again, that's idolatry. God is our shepherd. I shall not want. A shepherd leads, right, and guides. Not condemn, not abuse, but he guides. He used the rod to keep the sheep in order, not to beat and abuse, but to keep them in order and to guide them. So sometimes if somebody, a sheep wander off a little bit, because, you know, uh, sheep are considered dumb in a sense. You know, they kind of like follow. It's, it's a, that's why they flock together. It's not good for one to wander off by himself. You know, that's another preachment. But anyway, they keep them together. That's why God cares even about you know, when he, when the, how he talk about how the 99 and a half won't do? Ha! Because he cares about everybody. He don't want nobody to perish, but that everybody have everlasting life. Look at the heart of God. How would you feel if you love a people so much and they start worshiping and valuing other things more than they value the creator? If creation worship creation instead of the creator, that's the problem, my beloved. That's out of order. Your life is out of order when you do that. And then things are topsy-turvy. And so that's why we have to examine our heart again and go, God, what do I value the most? You are Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are the first and the last. You are our Father. And so we have to remember who he is. Remember thou art creator. Ha, come on, somebody. So that's practicing good stewardship. It's all about our relationship with God. So, and the relationship that we have with things. Thank God for grace. Let's talk about just the grace that God gives us. We even have grace right now to say, God, I repent. I may have put more value in. I may have worshipped or loved this person more than I love you and not even know it. Because sometimes we do things, do things subconsciously. Our behavior shows it, but it's like, that's what, when the Bible in Exodus talk about, I'm going to get into Exodus when he said, when the scripture says God is a jealous God and not jealous in a sinful sense where you, well, I'm talking about where you worship things more than God. God is jealous God when you worship other things, when you worship false gods, when he created us, when he bring us out, when he delivered us, like when he was saying this, he was addressing this to the children of Israel who he delivered from bondage. Love them so much, provided for them, and have the nerve, you have the nerve to worship a false god? How dare you? How would you feel if you love someone so much and they didn't pay you no attention? 
Can you imagine how God felt? So we have the grace now to say, God, I may have done this. I may be out of order where my treasure is, Lord God, but I got to do it the right way now. I want to do it the right way. Thank you for grace. Thank you for new mercies every morning. See, in the Old Testament, when the children of Israel turned to other gods, God could not tolerate that. How dare you in my face? So he had to teach them some lessons. But Jesus came. Jesus came. And so we have grace. Grace has been extended to us. So we are actually living in the dispensation of grace where we have time to get it together. <laughs> Get our heart set on the right things. Our heart set on the things of God. Come on, somebody. How would you feel if someone did that to you? If someone mis took your love and, and misused you and abused you? Hmm, think about that. How would you feel if you were in a relationship with somebody who don't, who don't love you? Or even a parental role with our children? We love our children. We provide for them. We care for them. We sacrifice for them. And they give the attention to other things or to other people more. And they forget all that we've done. Some of them don't even realize the sacrifices we made until they get older and we start to break it down to them. Because sometimes some things they just don't need to know. We love them. There's some things that God has protected us from. We don't even know. That's why we thank God every day. God, I thank you for danger seen and unseen, God. Ha! Hallelujah to Jesus. I don't even know the things that he protected me from. But I thank you. I thank him anyhow. I give him an anyhow praise. Come on, somebody. Anyhow praise. That anyhow praise could be in spite of my misuse of you, God. In spite of my wrong relationship that I have with things, that I have with people. In spite of me just forgetting to acknowledge you, God. I thank you for the grace and I thank you for the new mercy. Ah, I thank you for forgiveness. I repent now of any wrongdoing. I repent now for having the wrong relationship with things, with money, with people, and with you, God. I, I, I decided to put you first. I decided to seek you first. The kingdom of God and all of your righteousness and all the things that I need will be added unto me. Will be added unto me. Because I have the right relationship in the right order. God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Mm. And his righteousness. The right way of doing things. God's way of doing things. And all the things I needed will be added unto me. And, uh, and remember that God also gives us the desires of our heart. So we may desire the material things. We may desire a new car. We may desire a home. We may desire marriage. And God has no problem because his word also says he will not withhold any good thing to those who walk upright before him. He wants you to have life abundantly. He wants to give you everything. He wants you to be the head and not to tell. He wants to give you an abundance. He wants you to operate in the abundance. He wants you to operate in overflow. Come on, somebody. He wants you to have more than enough. Ah, El Shaddai. He wants us to have more than enough. But we got to get our stuff together. We got to get our stuff together. And again, I brought up grace because we've got grace to do that. So let's not take advantage of God's grace. 
I'm telling you, the word is awesome because the word also says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Paul said that. Shall we take, in other words, shall we take advantage of God's grace because he's given it to us so we can go about doing what we want to do, pleasing his flesh, making ourselves feel good? And the more we do that, we push God away because we the behavior shows that we have valued other things more than we value the Father, more than we value God. That is out of order. We forget what manner of man we are. Peter talks about that. When we forget what manner of person we are, meaning who we belong to, we become barren and unfruitful. Oh my God, I'm going somewhere. We don't produce the fruit that remain after that. Even the things that we have are start to diminish and dissipate because we have the wrong relationship. We are out of order. We are out of balance. But when we keep God first, come on somebody, when we walk in the fruits of the spirit, everything lines up. We will be fruitful. Other people will see the evidence of the fruit that shall remain so we won't be barren lacking nothing oh my god but every joint in need be supplied i want you to get that i want you to get that so i ask you again and i'm going to end this sermonette <laughs> what do you treasure and my subtitle is what do you treasure the most Amen, somebody. I hope that was a blessing to somebody. You know what? <laughs> Sometimes when you preach something, it ends up blessing your soul. It ends up ministering to you again. So as I ministered and poured out, I also ministered to myself. And I reminded myself, get your house in order and keep your house in order. Set your mind on the things above. Everything else will work out. Everything below and around us will work out. Mm. I'm the thinking of the scripture how all things work together for the good to them who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. <laughs> all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. Now I got to stop because you start speaking scripture Another sermon opens up and pops up. <laughs> and I want to save that for the next sermonette. Praise God. I hope you was blessed. I hope this word fell on good ground. I hope you received it. When I say good ground, because I can't take it for granted that everybody on here understands Christian dialect or scriptural talk. And so we have to be mindful of that. So falling on good ground means it fell on the type of ground that can receive that word, that can receive that seed. So take this word as seed, that the ground is fertile enough to receive it and that it can take root, come on, and grow so that you can grow from the word, so that you can grow from the seed, so that the seed that was planted in you today will continue to grow. So I can plant a seed. Somebody else can come along and water the seed, but God will make that seed grow. Hallelujah to Jesus. Bless you. Bless you. Have a wonderful week and have a wonderful day. For this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. That's a commandment. We shall rejoice. Tell your spirit and your mind that we shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it today. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessings, everybody. Bye-bye.